What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite podcast of movie news, tech news, not tech news. I'm blowing it already. Movie news, TV news, <laughs> industry news. I don't really, We should have a script in front of us at this point. but We really should. We it's don't. the intro. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we should just hire somebody with a really cool voice to do the intro. Oh, um, that's yeah. Now that's an idea right there. Get some get some VR just going on in here. It's supposed to our mm-hmm. hire Will voices. Arnett to do it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis, <laughs> and my name is Josh. And yeah, how you doing, Josh? Uh, you got some content you've been consuming for us today. I am doing well, and I do have some content uh, for you today, and I've had a quite a busy weekend of watching films both in and out of the theater, but both of my uh, content pieces today are going to be theatrical premieres. Uh, the first one is Michael Bay's latest, I don't even know what you'd call this, it's a movie, but it's its something else, uh, and it's Ambulance. It's a movie that I've actually been excited for excited in quotes for for a while just because i know what i'm getting into when i'm about to sit down and watch a michael bay film especially in theaters and oh boy it is exactly what you'd think and i know i'm pretty (laughs) sure on this pod i said six underground was the most michael bay movie ever i was Mm -hmm. wrong this is the most michael bay movie of all time uh stars jake gyllenhaal yaya abdul mateen and uh Issa Gonzalez, who by Mm -hmm. far and away is the standout. She's awesome in this film. Um, And literally, it's about two brothers who attempt to rob a bank in L.A. That's quite literally the premise. Uh, There's a little bit of detail here and there with backgrounds and story arcs and stuff like that, but it really doesn't matter. It's just two brothers attempt to rob a bank, and they uh, hijack an ambulance and Issa Gonzalez is in the ambulance, and then we have two hours straight of them driving around L.A. Um, it's awesome if you like this type of thing. It, Michael Bay like solidifies himself over and over as this like just an action filmmaker. Like, forget the the plot, forget yeah. the the dialogue. It's just cars flipping over, and he does it better than anyone else i've never seen so many cars flip over and for what reason like i don't because that's what cars do like these cops have no idea how to drive they're just driving into pillars flipping out like it's it's incredible um this movie has not one not two but three direct references to michael bay's own films which they talk about like two of them are jokes that are straight up two minute scenes where they're like Oh no, The Rock! You know, not the person, the the movie. And it's it's just so <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. Hey, easy to get the rights to that, huh? Exactly. You know, he's he's right there. You know, uh, it's yeah, it it it's exactly what you'd think that it's going to be like. And I have no nothing else really to say about it other than if you want to watch a really decent action film, I would say watch it in theaters because at home it's just not worth it. I don't think you need the loud sound system and the big screen. Um, sure. So that's ambulance, uh, and yeah. So check it out or don't. I really don't know. I mean, I, I want Michael Bay to keep making films. It's something to watch, you know. Yeah. Um, and this film is not projected to make even a hundred million dollars. So we'll see what happens. We'll I, see. It's one of those weird things. I'm like, can Michael Bay just be one of those guys that makes just like? Well, I see. I don't even know. I want to say like just like stays in this middle ground production world where it's like, yeah, it's like not going to make a billion dollars, but that's yeah. fine, you know. <laughs> Um, but I'm also like, well, no, Michael Bay is going to be like, well, I need $300 million to make this movie. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And I, I don't think this costs too much, which is so outstanding. I mean, it's really just the, the helicopter shots. And the other thing is, like, he clearly just discovered FPV drones, like, yeah. shooting, because there's, like, no less than 40 FPV drone shots that are the same oh shot God. of just the drone going down a building and, and turning up to, to a bunch of cars yeah. blowing up. It's a... Uh, yeah, the mo- exactly. most Michael Bay of all technological advancement. <laughs> it's exactly what you'd want. And it finally, he has got a camera system that can keep up with his chaos. <laughs> um, with his mind. Yeah. Exactly. So that's my first piece of content. The other piece of content that I consumed is a little film called Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I saw last night, uh, last night being Sunday at 7 p.m. with a packed theater. It was literally basically sold out which is funny because i saw ambulance and imax with maybe three other people in the theater with me neither here nor there this movie is incredible i mean if it's not your thing you're gonna probably hate it but it very much is my thing it's um directed by the daniels which is daniel kwan and daniel uh shiner and stars michelle yo as basically this multiversal entity it's really hard to describe because there's nothing that really makes that much sense about it it's kind of something you just have to buy into um but oh my god this film deals with existentialism as much as it does just pure chaos it deals with yeah you know obviously the multiverse as it's super popular right now but it does it in a way that it's like rick and morty style where they don't hold back you think like oh they're not gonna go there and they go yeah there and they go way past it to the point where they've made um, like fake movie posters for each of the multiverse universes that they have in this film. Yeah. And it's just genius. It's genius. It's so well done. It's so funny, but it also like brings you in and has this heartwarming and heartfelt story that is kind of holding everything together that you want to kind of come together at the end. Um, and it's just beautifully executed. The cinematography, the color, the choreography, the visual effects versus the actual practical effects it's it was it was beautiful it's one of my favorite movies ever at this point not just of this nice. year of all time this is going to be on my top 10 list um i've heard, i've been hearing that it's uh it's exploding all over twitter and like people are saying it's like a formative movie and like destined to be like huge yeah it it has to be and just again the fact that i was sitting in a the theater at 7 p.m. on a sunday night with a full theater is pretty outstanding for something that nobody knew about like a couple months ago. Um, So I would say if you can, please go see it in a theater, not just because it works well on a big screen, but but like, you know, show these guys some love because this thing is like magic. It's one of the the craziest things I've seen ever. So uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and ambulance. Both are great in different ways. Uh, so those are my two pieces of content this week. What do you have? Kind of across the spectrum there. Um, yeah, I have a couple of things too. Um, I, which am I going to do first here? I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched on Netflix this past weekend uh, called Apollo 10 and a half. Yes. Uh, which is a new movie from Richard Linklater mm-hmm. rotoscoped. Much in the same way of Waking Life and A Scanner Darkly, also Richard Linklater films. So, you know, if there's a guy who knows how to do it, uh, it would be him. It's him. (laughs) And yeah, uh, basically the premise is um, growing up in the late 60s in Houston, Texas, uh, a young child gets tapped, I guess, to be 
what am I trying to say? I don't even to be like the first person on the moon. Yeah. Um, it, it has a lot to do with the moon landing and like alternate uh, history, alternate history. Yeah. And the, the, um, the trailers made it seem like it was going to be very much a story driven thing, but about 10 minutes in you go, Oh yes, this is a Richard Linklater movie. Um, it's very much about like the atmosphere of the world that they're living in and like what it was to be in this moment in time, which is like something that's, you know, kind of very common to him, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but really good. Yeah. Didn't 100% blow me away. Like it was like good, solid, like a, a nice watch. I was into it the whole time. Like, yeah. and it's beautiful. I mean, like it's really interesting. I, they, there are different levels of rotoscoping. So like some of it is super, super, super hyper-realistic detailed stuff. And some of it's like blocks. And I think it's yeah. kind of has to do with the level of, um, remembering detail uh that the kid that the protagonist has oh i didn't think about it like that that's that's actually awesome wow it's it's, yeah it's and like and i don't know like that was kind of what i had going on in my head as i was watching it i don't know if that would 100 percent hold up on a a second viewing but yeah there's like things that are like tv recordings that are very very detailed because it's like it would be something that you could see over and over again which is kind of a theme that they sort of touch on right at the end mm-hmm. um but really really interesting really cool yeah different kind of movie <laughs> streaming on netflix yeah it's like i think it's like an hour and a half just a little over an hour yeah. and a half nice easy thing to to knock out i feel like i say that with everything i'm watching I'm like yeah nice easy thing to knock out <laughs> it's true you know <laughs> but uh and then the other thing that i consumed this past week um and we've talked about this before so i won't harp on it too much uh, is the TV show Severance, mm. which just had its season finale, and I won't give away any spoilers because Josh, I know you're you're not caught up. Uh, yep. But damn, that show is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> the, it, like the level of tension that they built up over the last few episodes, like became really, really like, I like the best I can say is like uncut gemsy. Mm. Ooh, where it's okay. like they find they build themselves into this situation that has the most intense ticking clock, I think, of all time. And it just escalates and escalates and escalates, and you don't know how much there how much is gonna happen. It's it's right. so it's so intense. And it oh, it got picked up for a season two. Mm. Um, thank God, because I would lose my mind if they didn't <laughs> uh, they didn't do that. But like fucking crazy. It, shout out to to Dan Erickson who created it and um Ben Stiller, who's one of the major producers and directors on it. It's like crazy. That's one of those ones. I feel like if you watch it again, you'd unpack a whole lot more. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot below the surface. I've only seen a couple episodes, but it is like, yeah. Oh my God. And it's gorgeous too. cinematographer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what her name is, but she is absolutely unbelievable. It's like, yeah. wow. Un- incredible. Uh, Jessica Lee Gagney. Yes. Yeah. Shout out. Huge shout I'm out. Sure she. I'm sure she listens. <laughs> if you're to listening, <laughs> uh, <laughs> love your work. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's that's my two pieces. I won't go too much into Severance for fear of um, spoiling something. But uh, yeah, Severance and Apollo ten and a half. Um, nice. Good stuff. And then ambulance and everything anywhere all at once. Everything yes. everywhere. All yes, at once. It, you know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay. 
So let's get into our episode for this week. Um, for lack of a better way to describe it, we're going to talk about people this week. Yeah. Specifically three uh, specific people. Incredibly famous people. Incredibly famous people who are kind of, I guess we'll say in like a transitional kind of situation. Um, Diplomatic. <laughs> diplomatic yeah one of course is will smith um who everybody knows i don't know will <laughs> don't <Smith>. say it <laughs> the second is bruce willis uh who you may or may not have heard is stepping away from from acting mm -hmm. for various health reasons and the third is jim carrey who is saying that he is going to for the most part retire after sonic the hedgehog 2 <laughs> Uh, in which he plays Dr. Robotic. So we're going to kind of examine Ooh. those three pillars of the acting community. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, kind of talk about what it means to step away, I guess. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're going to do on this 47th episode of Pixel Splitters. So let's get to it. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about Will Smith. Last time we talked about oh. Will Smith was just post Oscars. Yes. Post the slap. Where, like, I want to say emotions were running high. But, like, I'm, I'm pretty much still on the same level of pissed off at him as I was. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Spotify the other day and a Will Smith song came on and I immediately hit next. <laughs> I'm kind of like. Eh. I don't know. Maybe maybe the bad taste will go away, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have some time because Will Smith has been banned from the Academy Awards for the next 10 years. 10 years. Which is like a long time. It's a very long time. And he's- This 2032. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's- And that's banned from like this, like attending, right? Not just- Attending. Yeah. yeah. So- Because he resigned. Supposedly, yeah, he resigned- supposedly he could still be nominated for something. Yes, I think, but... But I, I I read an article that was essentially like they could ban him from being nominated or anything, but the only other time that's happened has had to do with the blacklisting in the mm -hmm. 50s? Yeah. 40s, 50s? Something uh, like With that. the like the communist scare and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So like that's a touchy little kind of place to go back to if you're, if you're the Academy. So... <laughs> Yeah. He's resigned from the uh from the academy. He's not allowed to come back for 10 years. And he's been not instructed, but it's been advised that he give his his academy award back, which I I find a little issue with um but you know, I get like the 10-year ban. I think I was listening to someone on a podcast talking about it and they're like, "Yep, I get it." Like, you can't just do that. Like, regardless yeah. if you think he was right or wrong, there has to be some sort of precedent here that you yeah. can't <laughs> do that on, on stage. Like, save it for after, dude. Like, I would have yeah. had no issue if he would have slapped Chris Rock in the face afterwards if it wasn't on the telecast. Like, I just wouldn't yeah. have had a big issue with that. So it's interesting. I think that there's been a lot of discourse on the internet recently, especially on Twitter, because... Mm. There's a very odd um, track record that the Academy has right now of, 
and I know the voting body is constantly changing and, and there's been yeah. a lot of turnover and stuff, but of not really like if they make a precedent of this and they don't make someone like say Roman Polanski or yeah. Woody Allen, you know, give back any of their awards, it's like, well, what are we doing here? That's my one thing. Yeah. It's like what leg does the Academy have to stand on in this specific situation other than saying, yeah, ban them for 10 years? Sure, fine, yeah. of course. You can't just do that and say, like, come back next year, Mr. Smith. Like, yeah. no, that doesn't make any sense. But it's the other stuff that I'm like, dude, if he gives his award back, I wonder, I mean, they didn't say he had to, so that's one yeah. thing. But... Well, and that's a whole thing, and that's, like, there is a level of... And I'm not defending in any capacity, but there is a level of like political maneuvering going on here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in that, like, the, like I was saying with the last time being with the, the communist uh, naming of names and, and things like that. And like, yeah, their history of being like, well, uh, maybe we'll look the other way on this, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Harvey Weinstein didn't have to yeah. give back his Oscars. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, there's a lot to go on there. And like, I think, and again, not defending, but I feel like the Academy is just trying to be like, how do we get through this chaos and recede back into the the shroud of, which like, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe it's like, hey, like, you know, let's use this as a, a jumping off point. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, it's tough. And it's they're in the situation. they're in the wrong either way. Like if they yeah. if they don't do anything, people will be mad. If they do do something, people are going to be mad. They just kind of have to do what they think is going to be the right move. Which yeah. historically, it, it's very it's a gray area for sure. Yeah, they're trying to nail a spot on a dartboard, and they're not. I think it's not a hundred percent clear what spot they should be aiming for. Right. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. And it's interesting because I wonder how this is going to affect next year's broadcast. Um, And Mm -hmm. I also wonder how this is going to affect how the Academy has looked at coming out of the situation regardless. Because again, like they've already made their their case. They've said that this is what you have to do. This is what you can't do. I wonder what the overall consensus is. Because it seems like... I mean, the Court of Public Appeal is is the strongest it's ever been right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of different cases of that going on. It's like if you don't do the right thing or do something that everybody has kind of universally accepted as the right thing, you could come under fire. And right now, bad press is actually bad press with cancel yeah. culture. Like you, there's some things you just can't come back from in some, some cases it's completely warranted. Sometimes it goes over the, over the line, but I'm interested to see, like, this could be something where people are like, no, I, I've seen a lot of supporters of like, Oh, you're, you're not gonna, it's not necessarily saying that like Will Smith did the right thing. It was just saying like, well, you're going to make this stance, but you aren't yeah. going to do it for these people who are actually bad people. Like I think Will yeah. Smith was getting up in his head and something happened there. It was I like, and I'll say it again, not defending, but like it was definitely an emotionally charged action. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is untrue for other people. So exactly. It's a very odd situation that they're having to deal with right now. Um, and I wonder if that makes them retroactively go, Hey, all of you actual horrible people now have to give back yeah. your Academy Awards or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just the, like the tip of the iceberg kind of. Right. Yeah. Do you think Do you think we're done with Will Smith? Do you think Will Smith will make a comeback? 
I think he will. I think he definitely will. I think there's enough people on his side that when he make, I think this might even fuel the fire for when he makes another film. It's not going to yeah. be soon because as we've seen Netflix, I think Amazon, I, there's a couple studios that have pulled projects, which I'm like, I get it, but also like, yeah, come on. Like, I, I, I understand it. You have to distance yourself from the situation, but there's a lot of people who are like, fuck that. Give yeah. him another shot. And I think that when he, if he does make a return, it'll be huge. And I, I can't see him staying out of the limelight. I just, it's Will Smith. I just don't see that yeah, happening. That's where he lives. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I feel like we won't see him for a little while. Yeah. Um, because everyone's going to be, but then like he'll show up in some little thing. I don't, I feel like we may have seen the end of the will smith persona which like mm. we haven't really seen a lot of in a long time um yeah but like you know that kind of larger than life stardom of like yeah being a massive a-list bankables like i don't th i think that's a good way to put it actually i don't think he's an a-list celebrity anymore mm. yeah like i think he's gonna float around in some smaller stuff for a little bit like mm -hmm. he'll probably pop up on some tv show somewhere for a little while Ooh. Ooh. yeah well he, he and like he has that what was that like? Oh, him getting in shape TV show that he was doing or something? Wasn't that on YouTube, like a YouTube Red series where he was like, I don't. It was remember. post pandemic, and he yeah. was like, "I am in the worst shape I've ever been in. I want to get in the best shape I've ever been in." It was like supposed to be a like inspiring thing, kind of like that, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know anything about it. I saw it and I was like, "Okay, Will Smith," right? <laughs> but like, I feel like he'll he'll float around in that kind of stuff for a little while. Yeah. And then, like, he'll find some kind of narrative thing and he'll find some small stuff. Like, I don't think he's going to be headlining any franchises anytime soon. No, I don't think like, so. No, there's no MCU role calling, coming for him. No. Although, if there was, I mean, that would be a sm like a smart move for studios because people would would watch it i think just because like he has yeah. so much heat behind his name no negative and positive but it's like it'd be a smart thing for him too because they'd yeah. probably sign him for three or four movies i know i know and they would actually still pay him the salary that he like had before i i, I don't know man i don't know i don't like that so like i i and i guess like if he signed on to any here we go talking about the MCU again. But if he signed on to any MCU thing, it'd probably be three or four years out. It's true. You know, like he's not coming into like Thor, Love and Thunder. True. God, true. there's not that much on the docket in terms of feature films for the MCU. But no, it's a lot of TV shows um, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Because I was like, okay, like what's what's after? I guess Blade. We'll say Blade. Sure. Sure. Because that's far out. Um, yeah. Not because he's black. Wait, is, Mah uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Mahershala Blade? Is that what? I yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Oh my god. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he'll come back to uh Suicide Squad. Perhaps. Because I remember I remember reading an article that he wanted to do that before the slap. So who knows? Pre pre slap, post slap, it's all gonna be <laughs> Oh man. It's, Make I don't Hancock know. Like, too, man. Come on. <laughs> see that's an like Maybe that's what it needs. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here with a bad taste in my mouth about all of it. Yeah. And like, I, like I was saying, like I skipped right past Miami the other day Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, but you said Hancock too. And I was like, I do really love Hancock. Like maybe he needs to go back to a prior thing yeah. to be like, remember this? Yeah. The issue with Will Smith and we can move on after this, but yeah, he has only a few movies that I'm like, yes, 
bring me back to this. Yeah. And a lot of them have already gotten two or three sequels. And the rest of yeah. them, I'm like, you're picking out of a really weird bunch of movies that like I don't want to see Hitch after two, Earth Son two. of a Hitch. Hitch 2, Son of a <laughs> Yes. Was that from Community? That is from, uh, I believe, Parks and Recreation. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Tom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Haverford. Oh, God. Good stuff. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like, yeah, let's just get out of, let's get away from Will Smith for a while. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I don't want to. It won't be the last we see of him, but it will be for a while. That's, yeah. that's what we're leaving on. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then there's Uncle Bruce. Oh, God. So, moving on to to Bruce Willis, who is also stepping away from acting. Yes. Um, Not because he slapped someone. Not because, for possibly the saddest of reasons. Um, Definitely. He's recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is a brain disorder, brain disease kind of thing, which impacts his cognitive abilities, which sucks yeah bruce willis absolute pillar of not only like action movie communities the action movie community but like filmmaking in general yeah you know what i mean like i always i used to play this game uh in film school where it was like name 20 movies that an actor has been in yeah um which is a really interesting exercise wow but there's some people that are like really fucking easy yeah you know, and I think Brad Pitt's the easiest because oh, you yeah. can name 20 Brad Pitt movies. Yeah. Easy. Uh, but Bruce Willis also up there. He's been in so many things. Yeah. So I don't know. It sucks. Um, yeah. And it's also really interesting because he's done so many films in the past couple of years. Yeah. Since being not necessarily diagnosed, but since this has been an issue in his life, like we haven't known about it. And a lot of people haven't known about it up until just very recently, um, which has been interesting. But yeah, he's made something like 20, something crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Since 20, since the beginning of 2021, uh, he's made 18 movies. So what? Wait, 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 wait. Well, sorry. So uh, there are 18 movies currently on his IMDb with 2021 release dates or higher. Gotcha. Okay. Still. So like many of them would have started been filming beforehand. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's, you know, like, and this is coming out. It's not like he was making a bunch of them in 2020. Right. Yeah. And arguably like not great movies. No. You make an 18 movies a year. Very yeah. few are going to be hitters. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird tale to a career because it's like, it seems very much like, and I'm speculating, I don't know, but it seems very much like, let's do as much as I can to like, get everything locked in, like get financially stable oh. um, for this kind of thing. And again, I'm speculating, but that's kind of what I have like, he's just taken, taken everything, 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 because mm-hmm. he's. You know, well, see, I don't know. I shouldn't speculate on this kind of stuff. That was how I read it, I guess. Yeah, totally. And I didn't even like really consider that. I kind of thought like he, someone might be taking advantage of him at this point because he doesn't Mm. necessarily know. So basically with aphasia, you, 
have a hard time understanding like language and like your yeah. the receptors in your brain like you being able to like properly communicate and understanding what people are saying becomes really really muddy mm. so there would be times on set where he basically is just like i have no idea what i'm doing here and i don't know like what's going on and he, yeah. he constantly had to have like an earpiece in which is pretty standard but like he needed lines read to him over and over sure. and over and over again and then they also like put a stipulation in all of his contracts that he could only stay on set for like four hours or something like that which anyone who's worked yeah. in the film industry four hours dude like that's is, is that's nothing, insane yeah. so it led me to believe like somebody knew something here and it could very well be mm -hmm. him just trying to him like, and his team, yeah. Exactly. Let me just do this. Or someone's being like, yeah, Bruce will do this. Or someone, you know, I, I have no idea. Yeah. But it seems like, I, I don't know. The legacy he's leaving is yeah. an odd one. I mean, people yeah. will know him from his legendary days, but it's like, for sure. man, 18 movies in two years is, whew, nobody does that. It's like, heavy, yeah. Nick Cage doesn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things that just kind of, I don't want to say it's like, I mean, it is sad, but like, I don't want to say yeah. that it's like a sad, you know, kind of end to his career. It's an unfortunate one, but like, yeah, I mean, the guy's credentials are endless, you know, it, like, yeah, you know, um, just he read will through his IMDb. I mean, like, yeah, he will continually be like the person that I reference when someone doesn't understand what my last name is. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's, I've heard Willis, you say like that. Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard you say that a lot of times and it's yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, cause everybody goes, Oh yeah, I got it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. Um, on the spot here, Josh, what's your favorite Bruce Willis movie? I mean, probably I'd have to say die hard. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'd have to really think about it. I, I love a lot of his stupid movies. Like, I have a weird soft spot in my heart for Cop Out. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's an awful movie. But for yeah. some reason, that movie, like, it sticks in my brain. Yeah. But there's, like, you you can just, there, there's, like, there's no shortage of, like, you could just go yeah. through his 90s, 80s, like, there are so many. I think Die yeah. Hard just because it's the one that immediately pops into my head when I think of Bruce Willis. Like, that's the one. What about you? I mean, I would, I would, I have two. I have an unending love of the whole nine yards. Nice. <laughs> the movie that he's in with uh, Matthew Perry. Yes. Um, that is a movie that I, to this day, probably watch once or twice a year. Um, and it came out in 2000. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's 22 years. That I've been watching yeah. this movie at least once or twice a year. So um, there's so many little, little things in that, that like are just in the way I talk are just expressions that I use in my everyday life. Um, Dude, yeah. So good. if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the whole nine yards, do it. It's amazing. Um, Incredible. And also I, I want to shout out the fifth element, which is. Oh, yes. Absolute classic Bruce Willis. You know? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, again, like you just run through his entire filmography yeah. from a certain point and you'll, you'll get, you'll, you'll find something incredible. Yeah, I mean, I also want to shout out like him on Friends, The Sixth mm -hmm. Sense, uh, Unbreakable. Like, pulp there fiction. are so many a Pulp Fiction, like iconic, iconic roles that he's taken on. That just yeah, yeah, he's Rugrats a staple. Go of, wild, yeah. <laughs> he is a staple of of cinema, not just action cinema, but cinema in in total. 
And it's true. Uh, yeah, it sucks, man. It really sucks, it sucks. But he had a really long, a really good career. Yeah, and that's how he's gonna be like known from here on out. Like he he's not gonna he's not leaving a legacy that's like tainted by any means. I think yeah, yeah people might look at the last two to five years and be like whatever but whatever dude like it's yeah it's it's it kind of the opposite of will smith where it's like this ending for him just makes me like more appreciative of him and his yeah. filmography as opposed to will smith where i'm just like well now i don't want to watch anything you were ever in right you know, i want to like <laughs> go watch a will a will smith no no i want to go watch a bruce yes. willis marathon just yeah just marathon it just marathon, marathon. bruce just willis not, movies like I, i'm i'm scrolling through his imdb here and it's like i keep coming like you know um tears of the sun mm-hmm. uh sin city like dude i forgot everywhere. all about planet sin city and planet terror the in, 12 the, monkeys uh <laughs> the expendables like yeah and one and two looper like mm-hmm. it just like you just keep going and going and going um dude, north red <laughs> North, fucking Elijah oh Wood God. as a youngin. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, it's it's a weird thing because I'm I like I I want to ask the same question I asked with Will Smith of like, do you think we will get another Bruce Willis anything? I don't I don't think so, man. I doubt it. I don't know much about this. Um, disease but it seems like it's degenerative and it seems yeah. like it's not something you can really come back from i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we see something small maybe yeah. in the future but i'm there's no way he's coming back to do a full movie like there's just yeah. no way i think of um did you ever see the good shepherd which is a robert de niro matt damon movie i honestly don't think I. Have. it's a very small movie um it's a very small movie but joe pesci's in it um, hmm. And this was when Joe Pesci was deep, deep in retirement, and he j- oh. did it as a favor to Robert De Niro, who directed it. Yeah, um, and he's in it for maybe like five minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like he, it's just like I gotta go talk to this guy, this old timer from back from the day, and like, yeah, I maybe we could pull something like that off. Um, yep, but I, I, I don't know. I think I think that might be might be about it. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, Crazy. it's really too bad. Um, yeah, it really, really is. And it's funny because I think it, people have this idea of Bruce Willis, and this is what I had in my mind. Like, I've heard he's not the nicest person in the whole world, Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, even Kevin Smith, who at at one point was, he, he directed Cop Out, and Cop he out, yeah. had not super nice things to say about um, Bruce Willis at the point of time because he was just, there was some things going on, and he even yeah. walked it back. He's like, listen... 10 years ago, I said some really not nice things about this guy, but he yeah. actually was a treat to work with and everybody gets stressed and everybody, you know, gets overworked and it's one of those things and he will re- forever remain a legend. And I think that's yeah. what people are coming to terms yeah. with. And, uh, in that same vein, I, I feel like we should, we should touch on the fact that the, the Razzies redacted their, uh, yes. Bruce Willis, terrible movie category. Um, yeah. As they should, you know, as they should. Yes, I, I still, Part of me is like, I feel like we should look to the Razzies for like how to revamp the 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 Oscars. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I have that, but I feel like it's like here's a group that just doesn't really take themselves that seriously. And like, I don't know. 
I don't know. The Razzies have their own their own chaos going on with them these days, but they do. But I agree with you. I think it's something that, like, if you can just kind of make it more about what people actually want to see. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they yeah. made a Bruce Willis category because they were like dogging on Bruce Willis, and I think that yeah. that's people were like in that camp before now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think so. <laughs> not a terrible idea. But yes, Bruce Willis sucks. Binge some of his movies, guys. Yeah. Just do it. Do yourself a favor. Do him a favor. Let his legacy leave on. Go to his IMDb and watch something you haven't seen. Yeah. Because I'm like scrolling through here and I'm like, there's so many. And it's like, there's small ones like surrogates. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They're like, and like, he's, he's solid. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mercury Rising, Armageddon, bring it back to Michael Bay. Back to Michael Bay again, Armageddon. Harry Stamper, another movie that I've seen probably a thousand times. Um, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, right. back to just one quick thing. The guys, one of the guys' names in Ambulance is Will Sharp, who is William Fichter's character. In about three <laughs> Michael Bay movies. Oh, it's is awesome. that really true? It's Yahya Abdul Mateen's character is Will Sharp, and he's a he's a Marine. <laughs> it couldn't Hold get on. better than that. Hold it just on. couldn't. <laughs> I swear to God, he uses that name in like all oh, kinds I'm sure he of. Does. Oh, see, I just did a search of it, but and it, but I remember looking at that before and being like, "Isn't William Sharp the name of the guy in Armageddon?" <laughs> yes. And like from a completely different movie, so I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. Dude, I wonder he, if he uh, knew somebody named William Sharp or if you just think it's a cool sounding name. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to, it's the most <laughs> Michael Bay thing of all time to be like, it's a really cool sounding name. I'm going to fucking use it in all my movies. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's a, uh... <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll anyway. bring it back here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Will Smith being somewhat forcibly pushed to the back. Mm -hmm. Bruce Willis being also kind also of also somewhat but uh kind of stepping back, I think. Yep. Um yep. and then there's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <sighs> so Jim Carrey hasn't been doing a lot of movies recently. Um he's no Bruce no. Willis in that regard. Uh He's kind of, how do I put this? He's kind of gotten a little bit really into being an artist. Yeah. Painter. Yeah. With, you know, uh, he's he's a lot these days. He's a lot always. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, one of those guys that's like, a, again, a legend and has kind of earned a right to like talk about what he thinks of the craft because yeah, that's what he does. Um I say this on the heels of him starring in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which he is amazing in. I, well, I yeah. haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog, but he, his Dr. Robotnik in the first one is it's awesome. by far the best part of the movie and is like an old school, like hardcore performance by Jim Carrey. Yeah. That is just like actually nuanced and, and fantastic. So like, yeah. What I'm getting to is he's basically saying, Jim Carrey is basically saying that after after this, after Sonic the Hedgehog 2, he's going to kind of step back and step away. Yeah. 
And it's interesting because it's kind of like, well, okay, we'll just phrase it this way. The article that we read, which we will all I'll put in the show notes, talks about how Jim Carrey just can't really get the like really juicy, meaty roles that would be great for where he is in his life right now. Yeah. You know, like he's perfectly lined up to be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they'd put him in Sonic the Hedgehog movies to the ends of the earth. I'm sure if he was like, I want uh, to be in, I don't know, give me, give me another, another huge, I want to be in, (laughs) I want to, oh God, I want to reprise my role as the Riddler in Flashpoint. Oh, good Lord. I'm sure they'd be like, absolutely. Dumb and Dumber Um, 3, everybody. Dumb and Dumber 3. Dumb and dumber er er. <laughs> but if he wanted to do like a more nuanced, more um kind of auteur performance, I guess. I would say that, yeah. It's hard. It's hard for him to make that connection. Um and why do you why do you what's going on here, Josh? What do you why do you think? Well, it's interesting because I think like the main example that comes to mind, and this was definitely in the article that we read, mm-hmm. but it's it's Sandler and the Safdie brothers and yeah. like that connection that they made. Um, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily the fact that Jim Carrey can't get a role like that because I feel yeah. like right now is the dawn of the era where people are or directors are looking for that that actor who you don't think is going to work in this role. Yeah. I mean, it happened to Nick Cage, sort of. It happened to Kristen mm-hmm. Stewart, sort of. Like, we're, we're, we're coming on this, and Sandler, obviously. It's, I don't know that it's the fact that he does he can't f- get the roles. I think he just chooses really weird movies. I, I don't know that, like, if he could find a, sa- like, if he wanted to be in a Safdie movie, yeah, would they turn him down? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I well, I I think it's more one of those things that it's not necessarily like that he can't get those roles. It's that the the machine that is Hollywood these days, yeah, is so big into like the franchise kind of world that like he can't get through the noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really interesting kind of thing to, to to think about because it's like basically what the article is explaining is all of the agents and whatnot have so much content coming in at them that they're not necessarily getting into the smaller more, you know, they're getting Sonic the Hedgehog to, they're getting uh, flashpoint. They're getting all of this big stuff, but like, Mm -hmm. they're not really having the time to go out and hunt for those small scripts or small directors that are like going to take their next, next step. And because they can't, they don't have the time to hunt for that small thing they can't bring it to big stars like Jim Carrey and say, this is the small thing that's really going to be perfect for you. It's going to be like, let's take whatever the, for lack of a better term, like whatever the algorithm throws at you in terms yeah. of, uh, not that it's actually an algorithm, but like, but it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, it's like, that's, you know, that's the, the, what's going to get a big win for, an actor like that. Right. But, but like a win, it's weird because the wins are different. Like I would say that the MCU hasn't besides financial, 
hasn't done many favors for anybody in the films. Like, think about it. Like, RDJ had his career revived, but then what? Like, he's done nothing but Iron Man. Like, he's done, you know, Sherlock Holmes and- Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. Like, movies that are in the same exact vein- um, Chris Hemsworth does like really terrible action movies now, like really bad action movies yeah. now. Chris Evans, I think, chooses good things to be in. Well, yeah. Go ahead, continue. Well, I was just going to say, I, I feel like financially, yes, but in terms of their careers, I don't know. I think these agents and managers or whoever, like these agencies, need to be looking not for the uh uncharted or the yeah. you know the sonic the hedgehog like don't be throwing this at like jim carrey doesn't need the money dude like, yeah just give him something he can sink his teeth into and then maybe he'll win an academy award like that'll be great <laughs> yeah well and that's i mean that's kind of what we're getting at i think chris hemsworth is like a great example of that is like chris hemsworth before thor like nobody like was yeah. in the opening of star trek sure that was like yeah. his claim oh to my fame god Yes, he was Kirk's dad. Holy crap. Yeah. But like since then, he it's been nothing really but either MCU stuff or large kind of uh like he like he was in Men in Black International. That's mm-hmm. like here's what's going to cut through the noise mm-hmm. to like the agencies and things like that and you know, you can we can offer you this and like yeah. uh, extraction and, you know, um, uh, he's in Furiosa, the um, Mad mm-hmm. Max sequel. Like these are the bigger projects in Hollywood that it's like, okay, we need a star for this. Mm-hmm. That's what can get through. But like, you're not going to get a little thing for Chris Hemsworth, like uncut gems where it's like, you're going to really, and, and that's, we're getting into a weird analogy here. Cause I don't know that. I don't know that he would work in that kind of thing did you see bad times at the el royale i actually did and kind of enjoyed that movie yeah yeah i the movies i felt like he was weird in it that was my he was weird in it. i was yeah. like are you like i don't think he can play a bad guy very well no. i think he had the potential but like the whole time i was like i don't believe that you're menacing because you, yeah um, yeah yeah so I don't know how we got to talking about Chris Hemsworth, but to bring it back to Jim Carrey, it's like, it's the same kind of, he's getting that same, like, yeah, here's all the big Hollywood stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it's just something of like, yeah, like you've been with the same agent for, I think they said something like 18 years or something yeah. like that. If you're going to retire, like let that go. Be like, I'm out of Hollywood. That's what he wants to do anyway. Sure. Um, and that's the the caveat that he's making with his quote unquote retirement. He's like, yeah, if like the perfect what do you say? If the perfect uh, script came along written in gold letters, I'd do it. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And I'm like, it's interesting because I'm sitting here. I'm like, I I feel like if he retires, like he might get to a point where he's like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to start looking around. I'll go to a couple festivals. You know, I'll see what I can yeah. find and like might start doing something himself. Yeah. But I don't think so because I think he just wants to paint. I, Yeah. I think he'd need someone in his life that's going to bring something to him. Yeah. Which I don't know. Yeah. And he's at the point where he's done a lot. 
I mean, yeah. he's been working since the 80s. Arguably as big of a pillar as anyone we're talking about here. Yeah. Oh, easily, easily. And he's also done like the Eternal Sunshines. Like he's gotten to that point. Like he's done the. Um, the guy is a fantastic actor. He's incredible. Like he he's done the serious stuff. He's done the the obviously the stuff he was known for, like the Ace Venturas and the Dumb and Dumbers. Um, but he's also done stuff like the Truman Show. Like he's shown people that he can do that stuff. And I think in the last ten years, like obviously, I don't know if it was paycheck movies or or what, but he really was. Yeah, I mean, like things like Kick Ass Two, which I actually think he was good in, but yeah. it was again like. But it's the same kind of like, here's what can get through the the white yeah. noise, you know. And like yeah. even like I'm going through his past, down like the past like 15 years or so, like, yeah. you know, you get things like um, Yes Man or Horton Hears a Who or a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah. He was going for something in a lot yeah. of these, but he just, I would love to see Jim Carrey in a role that plays against type obviously but mm -hmm. it's something that like is truly not driven by him like a yeah. lot of these movies are a vehicle for jim carrey to do his thing even sonic it's like yeah but he is like he is dr robotnik yeah he literally is so it's it's another jim carrey thing where it's like i want to see him just kind of thrown into something yeah that he just disappears into and we're not thinking like, oh, this is fucking Jim Carrey the entire time. Like yeah. Eternal Sunshine, where you're like, he's super subdued in that. That's a weird yeah. movie, but it's really good. And, and it's he's really, really great really in it. And, great and the, the question I sort of think out, and I'm like, what is this movie? Like, because you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I think there is an Oscar worthy performance in him still. Guaranteed. Like, I, like, I, like, even listening to him talk sometimes like in interviews and whatnot, you're like, there is so much going on in terms of what this guy is bringing to a performance. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, even like even with Dr. Robotnik, it's like, yeah, there's like layers of like how he's originating this character's persona. Yeah. That like is something that I feel like a lot of actors don't even come close to. No. And so, yeah, like I, I'm like, but what is this? What is this thing that he's still like, Let's try and clap. Like, is it a horror movie? Do we want terrifying Jim Carrey? Or terrified Jim Carrey? I mean. I can't imagine terrified Jim Carrey because all I can think of is um, the Riddler <laughs> at the end of Batman Forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean. Man on the Moon is the other one that he's like. Oh, yeah. Fantastic in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I think it has to be something not like uncut gems but in that same vein of like like yeah. a movie that is uh, not as hyper as he is but a movie that like i don't even know i don't even know a character it's, with insane energy behind him yeah right right but not jim carrey energy like like yeah. just some crazy fucking energy like yeah I, yeah i don't even know where it is it's such a weird thing but it's like it's it's that intangible thing and yeah. i think that is like that's where you're like okay there is this intangible performance in him where do i find this script you know what i mean and like that's why i'm like like let's find you like a, a very niche agent 
that's going to like exactly you know go to like you know the Iowa Film Festival and like find this random filmmaker that's doing this incredibly edgy new thing that you're like if you fold that energy into that it's going to go you know yeah put him in a Ari Aster movie <laughs> there you go yeah exactly like some weird that's, fucking energy that's not a bad idea like an ele- like the elevated horror that you talk about all the time yeah because it's like yeah i feel like it's a, a, a an insane person is what yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like in that like yeah. dr robotnik is an insane person and i feel like it captures that kind of energy pretty well but it's like it needs to be real it's dr robotnik you know yeah you know that he's gonna like lose at the end like it yeah you know um but like if there's real real stakes behind like an insane jim carrey performance that's fucking yeah. terrifying like as a serial killer or something yeah. like put him in a lars von trier movie <laughs> <sighs> scary thoughts scary yeah. thoughts robert eggers i, think of, I mean <laughs> <laughs> i think of like um robert eggers is not a bad thought i'm gonna hold off until i see the northman and we'll see what sure, happens sure a hundred percent i could see him in something that he does it, it's a little too subdued yeah but who knows i mean he could go the lighthouse was fucking wild like you could yeah. put oh my god if he was in the willem dafoe role in that movie oh my god like that's the kind of thing i i, yeah. I think of the the thing that's coming to my mind is um one hour photo do you remember oh that movie God. with yes. Robin Williams? Yeah. That's like a, hey, here's like an insane energy person playing really against type and it's really disconcerting. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm in on that. And the other thing I'm thinking of is like, how has he not been in a Tarantino movie? I feel like he has the right kind of like, not energy, but just the right yeah. I, something there where I'm like, these two would I f- probably not. Exactly. They probably yeah. wouldn't. They'd bash heads too much, but that would be so funny. <laughs> like yeah yeah oh jim jim carrey jim carrey uh so i'll ask the same question again even though we kind of already answered it we're gonna get another jim carrey movie i think so i i think so but i don't know when it could be in 10 years it could be in two years it could be 20 years who knows also of a pretty good candidate for the like yeah i'm gonna do a uh i'll do a you know 20 minute cameo in something yeah you know just because like oh yeah my friend like wanted me to come do this role for him so like whatever you know yeah you know it's funny both him and will smith did that same cameo in anchorman 2 (laughs) yeah there you go or uh i i was uh what was the one i was thinking of um oh shit i just had it oh in the office where he shows up as uh the the finger lakes guy Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we'll get that all over the place from Jim Carrey yeah. in the next couple of years, um, which like for which he was nominated grand. for an Emmy. I just want to put that out there. That is wild. For all of a 40 second thing. But 40 second. Uh, he was great. It, yeah. No, it's great. It's, it's one of those. It's like he is a comedy master. Yeah. The comedy that he brought to that one little scene is beyond anything else in like, I don't, I don't want to say in that show, but in that like any of the other ones that came there. Yeah. And that includes like Will Ferrell and like Ricky Gervais you know, and like Ricky like Gervais. Yeah. Some like, heavy hitters. <laughs> Ray Romano was in that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, Ultron Spader, oh, James Spader. Yeah. Like, you know, 
crazy. Um, not that James yeah. Spader is a bastion of uh, comedy chops, but but he was in that. He was Holy shit. yeah. So yeah, I I, I think we'll, we'll get another Jim Carrey movie. I think something will find its way to him. I feel like it's one of those things that's like he's saying no, I'm retiring unless like the perfect script comes my way Yeah. to which it's like, people are going to go, you know, maybe I have the perfect script. Let me get yes. this to Jim Carrey. Yes. So get him in a Jordan Peele movie or Greta Gerwig or so, g- g- give him something. Like that's the thing. Something. It's like, he needs, he needs these more indie up and coming directors. Yeah. That are going to pull something out of him. Um, or, you know, he may just go and paint. And that's okay, too. He's given us lots to chew on. Yes, he has. Oh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. So, yeah, three huge names kind of stepping away from the spotlight. Yeah. In various degrees. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird time for what a we- the film and like here's And, like, all, it's April, like, 2022. Like, what are we doing the rest of this year? It's, I know. It's kind of bonkers. But we will be here, dear listener. Breaking it all down for you. Breaking all of it down. And with that, let's uh, let's bring it back to our recommendations. Our recommendation prompt, I guess we'll say, yeah, uh, for this week is a movie that starred an unknown. Yes. And I, I kind of want to leave it like that because I was doing research into this and I was kind of like all the ones that are like, oh, yeah, that was like an unknown then that person became very much not an unknown. Yeah. Um, so I will, I'm just going to say a person that was unknown at the time of the, the making of the film. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, Josh? Sure. I can definitely go first. I, this was a hard, this was yeah. kind of a hard one. Um, I tried to go contemporary here because again, I didn't want to say like, oh, well, Brad Pitt in like his first movie ever. It's like, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brad Pitt and Thelma and Elise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm going with a movie that came out relatively recently over the past five years. And it's a movie called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes. Directed by Joe Talbot and starring Jimmy Fails and also Jonathan Majors, but I'm not going to consider him because he's kind of a big star now. Jimmy Fails still is not. Uh, And Jimmy stars as himself, and the story follows him as he basically tries to, not tries to, but dreams of owning this old Victorian house in San Francisco that his grandfather built. And it's a film that's really more about self-discovery, which I think is a kind of a theme in a lot of my recommendations here. Mm -hmm. And it has to do um, with, like, I don't even know how to describe it necessarily, but this feeling of being out of place in a place that you've always known. And this movie captures it perfectly. And the cinematography is gorgeous, and it works hand-in-hand with everything to create this feeling of, like, familiarity, but also being someplace completely alien. And I think yeah. both Jonathan Majors and Jimmy Fails like play this role perfectly. It's a gorgeous movie. It's really funny. It has a lot of heart, a lot of soul. Uh, it makes you think quite a bit. Um, and I'm really excited to see if Jimmy Fails does anything else. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like he has really and it might not like plan on doing anything else, but I really thought he was great in this. He brought a really realistic, like yeah. natural kind of vibe to the whole thing, which might be because he hadn't been in too many other things, but it worked 
wonders for this, especially because Jonathan Majors is like a theater actor. Like he's a very expressive, like, uh, you know, he gets all the way into a role. So they kind of, they worked off each other in a, in a really perfect balance. Um, yeah. The shots of them skateboarding through the streets is just like beautiful. I can't even like the, the, the whole opening and the whole time they were doing that, I, I just could not keep my eyes off of the screen. Yeah. It's a movie with a lot of heart. And gorgeous cinematography. Shout out Adam Newport Barra, who doesn't do a lot of film work, but he shoots a lot of music videos, and I hope he does more in the future because this movie is beautiful. Um, and you yeah, something yeah. crazy. What? What's up? I did not know that he had shot that. I used to work with Adam Newport Barra all the time. No way. Yeah, we no were at NYU at the same time, uh, and Yo. we worked on a bunch of. We had the same kind of. Uh, I guess you'd say uh, mentor in terms of uh, cinematographer. That's crazy. Well, holy shit. He is fantastic. I, he's the stuff that he does is excellent. That's wow. That's absolutely incredible. I'm glad I should. <laughs> you said that. And I was like, what? Oh my God. I'm glad I, I normally don't bring up the cinematographers either, but like this sure. movie yeah. stuck in my brain so much with the, with the color and the way that he shot it. So that's really awesome. Shout out well, to him. Shout I mean, out Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, uh, <laughs> Anything from uh, Joe Talbot? Does he have anything else coming out? That's a good the question. the director. Let me check really quick because I hadn't looked. seemingly no. But I'm I looking at his IMDb here, and yeah, it's just those two. And he wrote it, and he did a short, and yeah, yeah. And this was 2019, so yeah. you know, he might have some other stuff coming sure. down the pipeline. Yeah. But um, but as that of right is definitely now, a yeah. movie worth worth finding and and yes. watching. Yes, you have to rent it, but trust me, it's worth it. It'll make you feel good. It'll make you feel a lot of things, but it's it's definitely worth checking out. And yeah, so that's my recommendation for this week. What is yours, Willis? So mine is, as so often happens with these recommendations, wildly different. Good, uh, good. <laughs> I I chewed around a lot on this, and like there's like there's so many that you could be like, oh yeah, like that was like he was no one, and then he be, like. Arguably, Christopher Reeves was an unknown when he made Superman. And I toyed with being like, well, it's fucking Superman. (laughs) Like, you know, that's like, but I landed on one that's, I guess, not too far off of that, but it's a movie from 1991 called The Rocketeer. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. The main star in that is a guy named Billy Campbell, um, who's really great in it, but kind of has just floated around like he does episodes here and there like he gets you know every couple of years he'll do a film like but it's one of those I like I don't think you'd ever be like oh man that's the guy from the Rocketeer mm. the Rocketeer in itself uh one of those movies I used to have on my iPod and I would watch over and over and over again uh riding the subway and yeah. um based on like a graphic novel about a guy who has a jetpack like straight up that's what it is and it's like him trying to um like escape from the people who are trying to steal back this jetpack um the style of it is amazing it's very so it's from 1991 but it's very like 1930s art deco style like in every little thing um yes and it's just like it's 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 a really fun i haven't watched it in a while so it'd be interesting to go back and see like how it's held up Right. But yeah, I mean, Billy Campbell shout out. It's uh, directed by Joe Johnston, who mm-hmm. did um, many things since then. Uh, most notably, probably um, Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
Small, small movie there. <laughs> yeah, small movie. Jurassic Park 3. Also did like Jumanji and, you know, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, things like that. Uh, yeah. The the Rocketeer was his sophomore effort. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's going to be my recommendation. Um, I love yeah. that movie. Where is it streaming anywhere? It is streaming. It's it's a Disney movie, so it's on Disney oh. Plus. Um, Perfect. Rock and roll. Let's go. And as I always say, it's it's like an hour and 45 minutes long. Easy. You know, just knock it out. Yeah. <laughs> Great score too, James Horner. Mm, I don't remember the score. I'll have to, I'll add that to my watch list again because I need to rewatch yeah. that movie. Yeah. All right. I guess that'll bring us home. It's a big actor day here on Pixel Splitters. Big. But hey, there's big actor stuff going on in the news. So that's what we talk about because this is a news and TV. No. Damn, see, I can't even do it in like a, a <laughs> tail end here. Um, <laughs> it's all it's right. a... They're already at the end. They know what it's about. Movie news, TV news podcast. Yes, that's what we're going for. Um, Josh, you want to tell us where you can oh find your God. where you can find yourself? Um, sure. Where are you on the internet, Josh? I'm all over the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Josh Fuller thirty three Fuller spelt with no e. You can also find me on both Letterboxd and Instagram at Josh J Fuller. Uh, Letterboxd, you can find every movie that I watch. I log it there and rate it if I have the mind for it at the time um and yeah where can people find you on the internet willis uh you can find me on instagram and twitter at willis film yeah yeah you can yep. also find me on <laughs> man we are killing it on this <laughs> one uh, you can also weeks, find folks. me yeah yeah i don't know what i'm saying you can also find me on letterbox at willis film uh where i will post things uh <laughs> like you do on social media <laughs> And if you want to find the podcast, dear Lord, uh, you, at this point, I don't know why you're trying to find our podcast, but true. <laughs> if you want to find our podcast, you can find it on Instagram at pixel splitters. You can find it on Twitter at pixel split pod, and you can find it on letterboxd at pixel splitters, where you can see all of our recommendations, including the rocketeer yes. and uh, the last black man in San Francisco. Yes. And all of our other ones, our top fives, our bottom fives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. All right, we made it to the end. We did. (laughs) Holy. I feel like I want to go watch a Bruce Willis film now. Me too. I don't know which one, but I'm going to find one and I'm going to watch it. Some of them are more commitments than others. I know. It's going to have to be a a cool 90-minute one. It's already late. Armageddon is... it's just, shy, I think, just shy of three hours. That's that's a I that's a commitment. I think you're right, and that that might be a two parter. You know, um, that's true. That's true. Armageddon's one you can definitely just be like, all right, I'm gonna bail out. Yeah, come back tomorrow. Much like other Michael Bay movies. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, okay. Movies premiering this weekend. Oh yeah, we actually have some, and we're yes. actually kind of prepared for it. Huzzah. There's a whole bunch, but I'm gonna run through just a couple here. We've got the new Fantastic Beasts film, which if you're into that go and see it i guess i or not i really want them to stop making these movies i just like i don't know and especially because ezra miller is like off the deep end now yeah it's it's one of those whole things not going to talk about it that's one of those things we should talk about sometime of like what do we want to happen in the harry potter universe now oh yeah 100%. 100%. I think we've mentioned like a TV show at some point, but we'll figure Something, it yeah. out. We'll, 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 we'll write that point. down for, for a future episode. Yes. We also have a movie called Duel, which I've heard really weird things about. I think it stars Karen Gillian. Uh, I saw a trailer for mm. it yesterday when I was watching uh, Everything Everywhere. Looks really weird. It looks like something that for sure premiered at Sundance. Um, it's one of those like indie feeling 
not sure what the th- what the tone is. Could be horror. Could be comedy. One mm. of those things. Um, could be interesting. Karen I think it's Aaron Paul. And oh, that's right, Aaron Paul. Yeah, yeah, my guy, Breaking Bad. He's coming back. Fun for... fact. Uh, yeah, Aaron Paul and uh, uh, what's his name there? Cranston. Brian Cranston coming back for the last season of Better Call Saul. Let's go. They're back. Yep. Ten years later, we're doing a prequel. We're do- <laughs> it's okay. Aaron Paul was like 30 when he was playing a, whatever, a high schooler. Uh, and the last movie I'm going to shout out here is Father Stew, which is a weird one that stars Mark Wahlberg. So another actor that I'm like, really, when I see his name these days, I kind of steer away. But who? Yeah. maybe, I don't know. Sure. I mean, it's been a while since yeah. he's made a good one. I think I read something of him also considering retiring. Might not be a bad idea, but hey, people still watch his films like Infinite and Spencer yeah. and Uncharted and yeah, all the other really great. I Oscar believe that the term for his retirement was, I don't know, sooner rather than later. There we go. So, okay, that could be anything. Could be 10 years, could be next week. Yeah, he's got to go focus on Wahlburgers. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, so that's so, what's coming yeah. out this weekend. Three movies this weekend. <laughs> we'll get better at this part. We will. And yeah. Uh, and that'll be it. That'll be it, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you are getting... I hope people go all the way to the end of these just so that your podcast player marks it as completed. As completed, played. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good for you, good for us. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Good talking to you, Josh. I'll talk to you next week.